This episode is brought to you by the Slash and Cast Podcast Network. There are legends around here. Who died in my G fucking king of the zombies? Even if only in their own minds. <laughs> Forgotten, but not yet dead. I want to play a game. Some have tried to stop them, but they keep coming back. Don't let the door hit you in the ass on the way out. Coming to entertain you. They are the Crystal Lake Soldiers. Welcome back. You are listening to the Crystal Lake Soldiers podcast. My name is Isaiah. Uh, we are continuing on with our Halloween retrospective series this week, taking a look at 2002's Halloween Resurrection, directed by Rick Rosenthal. Uh, before we get into that review, um, I do have Kyle from the Trick or Treaters podcast joining me for this week's episode, which is super exciting. How are you doing, Kyle? Hello, I am doing good. Uh, thanks for having me on. No, I, I appreciate you coming on. This is going to be a fun episode. <laughs> oh, yeah. But uh, what have you been up to lately? Because I know we, we, we get to talk a little bit every now and then, but um, yeah. things have uh, just been busy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, I just recently watched uh, the All Out pay-per-view from AEW, which was super fun. Probably one of the best wrestling pay-per-views I've seen in a very, very long time. Uh, I am, I'm off today, so uh, I went to the mechanic and I got my oil changed, got my car checked out uh, before my big trip to Orlando next week and yep. everything's good to go. And I'm, I'm ready. I'm super excited. I, I know, I know you are too. It's something we've talked about for, for basically the better part of a year now. Oh, for sure. Had, had planned out. Yeah. I'm, I'm super bummed for it. Cause yeah, as you guys are listening to this, we'll be actually just ending our Orlando trip for Halloween Horror Nights, so I'm I'm super pumped for it. I'm 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 expecting good things. Uh, I'm expecting a lot of fun and a lot of fucking food. There it's so it's just gonna be it's gonna be <laughs> so good. I want that fucking grilled cheese so bad. That's like the biggest thing I want. That and the ribs. The ribs sound good too. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's so much there. there there's so much food I want to eat uh, from the booth there, but I'm also looking forward to. Cause the day the day after the first night, uh, I'm going. I'm doing the parks, uh, mostly Harry Potter World. Yep. And I cannot wait to try butter beer for the first time. That's right. Cause yeah, me and you are going to do it on the 16th. That's right. Yes. So that's going to be a lot of fun. It, it, I'm looking forward to it too. Cause just it's been a few years since I've been there, and uh, just getting to relive some memories and make some new ones, which will be good uh for that one day and then uh, obviously getting butter beer multiple times because i'm definitely getting it more than once oh yeah 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 definitely do that and then uh hopefully uh have time to go back to the room and have a little bit of a break uh before we hit up hhn for night two. <laughs> oh, for sure for sure because it's it's that's gonna be a packed day out of, out of all the days yeah that we're gonna yeah. be there that's gonna be the most packed day and yeah the 16th is stacked <laughs> almost gonna so, need so that fun, break though. It's oh my god, it. it's gonna be well worth it. I still haven't gotten my ticket yet, though, for for the going during yeah, the daytime. I, I haven't either because people have said it, it's fine that we, we can. They said you can even get it just the day of if you want. I'll probably get it uh, right before I leave. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I know the last time I got my tickets when I went down there is I I did it through like Groupon or something like that and found a good deal. Um, but obviously that was for multiple days. I don't know about single day stuff, so we'll see. I'm I'm gonna check that out before just out out and out buying them through the app or the website or whatever. So, but yeah, that's that's more to come because I've I've still got so much I got to do to get ready for the trip. Like I'm I'm not I'm no I'm nowhere close to being ready uh for going i've got to get yeah, i haven't either i haven't uh I'll, i probably won't pack till this weekend yeah i probably won't pack until probably monday night um which yeah it's, it's coming up quick but still that's probably when i'll end up packing because i gotta get my i gotta find my stupid carry-on luggage and get that ready to go and then Find out which backpack I'm going to bring. I'm probably I'll probably just end up bringing my Universal Studios backpack. Nice. And yeah, I got I got to get me a backpack because uh, uh, I know everybody said that uh, it's probably best to uh, bring a little small backpack mm-hmm. just to carry around stuff uh, during HHN. And I was like, yeah, I'll definitely invest in one. Yeah, for sure. That 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 saved my life <laughs> on the last trip because I, I I just broke down and spent I, I think it was like fifty bucks for that backpack. But it was so worth it. So I'm just gonna bring that back, and so I can put all my shit in there, especially when I get my freestyle cup and all that for getting refills on drinks and and stuff while there. And any little trinkets and memorabilia I end up buying. But. Yeah, there's there's so much uh, just the stuff I've seen in the tribute store and just the Universal store in general. There's so much stuff I want to buy. Oh my god, there is. I'm going to spend so much money, it's not even funny. And then if we end up going to Disney that weekend, yeah. buying that lightsaber, that's going to be a lot of money, too. <laughs> so. yeah, there, yeah, there's that. And there's also, there's a, there's a place that's literally like, uh, right across, that's like right down the road from Cece, from Cece and Teddy's house uh, called Postmortem that has a lot of horror stuff that I know we're going to probably flip out over. Oh really? I didn't know about that. Well, maybe I I, yeah. I did hear about that, but I just don't re- really remember. But <laughs> okay, I'll have to look into that some more because there's just so much we're going to be doing in that four day period. So I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be so worth it. Very very excited. Um, anything else that that's been going on with you? Um, uh, what have you guys been up to with your with the podcast lately? Oh, this uh, uh, this month uh, we should be doing the first episode next. Uh, should be doing the first episode tomorrow. We're uh, starting because uh, last month we did Netflix um, uh, horror movies, mm-hmm. and this month we're doing Shutter. And uh, we're gonna start off with Jacob's Wife. I, I, I picked that because of uh, CM Punk recently returning, and I, I know he's in that movie, so this is how I wanted to, to give that one a shot. Okay, and. Uh, that one should be fun, and then we're doing that for this month in October. Of course, there's a bunch of Halloween, Halloweenish movies and stuff. And yeah, dude, I'm I'm so stoked for October. Is just so stacked because I, I don't know if if uh, if you're gonna try to do it. I already asked all for it, and I think it's playing at the theater right up the road for me, so I should be good to go. October tenth. Uh, they're, re- they're they're bringing Scream back, the original Scream back in the theaters for okay. the twenty fifth anniversary, and they're doing that. And they're apparently supposed to be showing an exclusive like 
uh, look at Scream 2022 there as well. So I'm super excited for that. Ooh. All right. Yeah, if, it, if it's the 10th, then that's a that's a Sunday, so I have yeah. that off. So, yeah, that might be worth checking out then. Yeah, just check whatever theater, if there's anyone anywhere near you playing it. Cause I know that it's going to be great doing that because literally that week of that Thursday night, I'll be going to the midnight release of Halloween Kills. And uh, I'm, I'm sure you... Uh, uh, you who may have been crazy and done the same thing I did. I, I asked all for the 14th and 15th because I plan on seeing it twice that week. Oh, I'm seeing it three days in a row. <laughs> oh, three days in a I'm row. I'm planning nice. three days in a row. Because um, right now my plan is for the first night it opens on that Thursday night. I'm prob- As long as it's showing, which it should be, I'm going to be going to Alamo Draft House here in the Twin Cities to see it there for the first night. And then any of the other nights uh, I'm going to probably hit up AMC. But it it also depends. I, I might not see it three nights in a row just because yeah. um, more than likely I'll be with my girlfriend. Um, yeah. And I'm sure she probably won't want to see it three nights in a row. Um, so <laughs> but, if, if, if need be, then I'll just spread it out and I'll just go like the next week during the week, a couple of nights. Yeah. So. But, but just that entire week in general is stacked with four because we got the screen coming back in theaters, Halloween kills the 14th, the, 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 the 15th, mm-hmm. uh, that, uh, that uh, Wednesday, no, that Tuesday, I think, uh, October twelfth, uh, Chucky TV series. Oh yeah, Sci-Fi. that's right. Yeah, it debuts, and I want to say I gotta look it up. I think I know what you did last summer. Also, may start the the TV series may start that week or mm-hmm. or. Th- that month, let me check. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It starts the night uh, Halloween Kills drops. Okay. Um, so I know we did last summer the TV series, which is on Amazon. Uh, the first five episodes are going to drop on October 15th. And they're apparently, from what I read, they're going to do an episode every Friday after. Uh, and I think there's only, there's only like nine episodes. Okay. The first season. Yeah. It's an exciting time to be a horror movie fan. That's for, oh, that's it, for sure. It, it for sure is. There's so much horror stuff I want to see. Like, I just recently saw Can- uh, Anita Costa's Candyman, and I was fucking blown away by that. Oh, my God. Ten out of ten. I, I fucking love the movie. 10, yeah. I, I actually, like, am, like, trying to figure out if I can see it again, maybe, uh, before it leaves theaters. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I want to see that other movie that's coming out. Uh, I think it comes out this Friday. Uh, Malignant, I think is what it's Malignant, called. yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah, I want to see that for sure. And then I know here soon, Last Night in Soho is coming out. That's going to be I, a trippy and good movie. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm super stoked now. for that. The one I'm really most excited about, and it doesn't really get talked about a lot, because it's kind of went under the radar. It, it comes out September 17th. It's called Prisoners of the Ghostland, and it stars Bill Mosley and Nicolas Cage. <laughs> I've seen a little bit about that, and, I, and that really piqued my interest with having those yeah. two, so... Yeah, so, so like, there's just so much to look forward to. It's gonna be great few few next few months. It's like Nick Cage has just had this whole career renaissance, just going yes. towards the horror side, which is fucking phenomenal. I'm, yeah, I'm so happy too because I'm, I'm like, it, w- once I finally saw him in horror movies, I was like, okay, this is what he should have been doing from the start. Mm-hmm. I love this. <laughs> yeah, minus minus the Wicker Man because that yeah, movie was yeah, yeah. trash, but. Yeah, everything after that horror movie wise he's done has been really, really good. So I, I, I'm super pumped, and I'm hoping there's more to come with him being in horror 
uh, related movies. I'm, that at least that's what I'm hoping. So, but that's that's super exciting. And yeah, there's 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 just so much stuff uh, coming up here with with Halloween just around the corner. Um, I am definitely super psyched for for kills. And um, uh, for those of you listening, um, kind of this whole Halloween retrospective series is leading up to Halloween Kills, and I'll be doing a review of Halloween Kills. That'll be released that Monday after uh, the release of the movie, so you can check that out. Um, I'll keep it spoiler-free and everything, but I wanted to kind of end it with that and then do a Halloween ranking um, episode after that as well. So super excited for that and what's to come. And then, God, just the rest of the year, I mean, because we've got Ghostbusters in November. And then, obviously, scream in January. I mean, there's just there's just so much to look forward to. Yeah, one of the other things, December Spider Man. Yes, cannot wait. That's going to be phenomenal. And then we've got the Batman coming out here um, in the oh, beginning of yes. the year too. I mean, there's just so much coming out, and it's it's like it's it's like the perfect time to not only be a horror movie fan but just a movie fan in general. You know, <sighs> absolutely. I'm all for it. I can't fucking wait. But um, just to kind of uh, kind of go over what we're doing tonight, because like I said, we're 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 talking Halloween Resurrection. We're going to discuss that here in a moment. Kind of where we're at in the series as of right now. So this is the last movie in kind of the original timeline, even though that original timeline has basically. Uh, three different continuities because once again you have one and two which can be considered one continuity because technically Michael and Loomis were supposed to die at the end of part two. Then you have three which is in its own little universe and then they basically brought back Michael and had that whole other continuity for one, two, four, five, and six. Um, And then uh, I'm sorry, four continuities basically. And then you've got uh, H2O and Resurrection, which basically goes one, two, H2O, and Resurrection. So this is kind of the the last of the quote-unquote original movies before the Rob Zombie reboot from 2007. And so we're talking about Resurrection today, which kind of put the nail in the coffin of that original kind of timeline of multiple timelines, honestly. I mean, there, there's just so much going on in this series. It's, it's kind of ridiculous. But this kind of brought in the the whole t- kind of turn of the century thing with the, you know, the web uh, format and kind of their whole reality television kind of spin on things. It's, they were trying to be re- innovative, but in a lot of ways, this fucking movie failed and failed miserably. But does that necessarily mean it's a bad watch? Not necessarily. And we'll, we'll talk about that here in a minute. So before we uh, go ahead and start talking about this, let's take a look at the trailer for 2002's Halloween Resurrection. Tomorrow night, you will enter the childhood home of our most brutal mass murderer. The home has been rigged up with several cameras, but for the most part, the audience will see only what you see. Six friends. Are you sure they're not just putting us in some house with hidden cameras in the shower? This is gonna be fun. Have been offered fame and fortune. That's the American dream. All they need to do. All the windows will be boarded up and all the doors will be locked shut behind them. 
No one will be allowed to leave until the show is over. You stay the night. Let the danger-tainment begin! Now... You think this is the one that he used to, you know, do his thing? The webcast is live. One flash and you can light up a thousand computer screens. You are like this close to getting voted off the island. The stage is set. Has anybody else seen this? Whoa! It's all fake. We didn't set up. I'm only trying to give America a good show. But the house. Wait, what just happened? We just lost Bill's camera. There's somebody in the hall. Is his. Summer. How many please help us? Evil <laughs> comes home. Trick or treat, mother. Want a piece of me? Hello, Michael. I knew you'd come sooner or later. What took you so long? All right, so Halloween Resurrection was released on July 12th, 2002. It was directed by Rick Rosenthal, who also directed um, Halloween 2 from 1981. Uh, this cast is quite interesting because, number one, you've got Buster Rhymes, uh, which is something else in itself. Because, obviously, we had LL Cool J in Halloween H2O. So there's kind of a little bit of a theme going on here with having uh, inter- integrating people from the music side in, into these Halloween movies, and, and especially in these two with H2O and Resurrection. Uh, you got Jamie Lee Curtis, who w- was coming back for her, quote-unquote, last ride as... Uh, Lori Strode, which obviously she came back for 2018 kills and ends. So um, it's not the last time, but for, for at this point, it was supposed to be the last time. You have uh, Bianca uh, Kylik, who uh, is Sarah, kind of our protagonist in the movie. You got Sean Patrick Thomas and Tyra Banks. So this movie had a budget of about $13 million. So kind of staying in line with what the Halloween movies generally had for budgets. And then this one only grossed a little over $37.5 million at the box office. Yeah, so uh, this this movie's interesting. <laughs> um, I, I want to kind of get your thoughts here, kind of starting off very here. Very interesting. <laughs> uh, I mean, did, they really did, they really got balls opening up this movie with the death of <laughs> the main final girl. Mm-hmm. That, that's insane. It, which it, I think, which which that was more of her her idea, wasn't it? Because she, she didn't want to really do this. So, kind of the story with that is that in order to get H two O made, which she wanted to do, she basically had to in her contract that she had to be in the next one because obviously at the time Mustafa Akkad was like all about making like. Michael Myers, the James Bond of the horror world. So like just an infinite amount of movies. So um, they had it written into her contract that she had to do this. She did not actually want to do this movie and rightfully so. I mean, 
on, let's let's just be honest. The the story and the the writing is pretty trash in this. You know. Oh yeah. I mean, it it, I, it is a fun movie, but at the same time, yeah. it's it's pretty trash. Yeah, yeah. If you turn your brain off, it's a it's a fun movie to mm-hmm. to go back and revisit. And there's some really neat kills throughout as well. Yeah. Uh, uh and I love the fact that they have the the Myers house. Yes. And it looks phenomenal. Yes. And that's actually the the one thing that I really loved about the movie is that. Finally, a Halloween movie after the first two finally got the Myers house correct. Yeah. And I love the fact that they built it themselves. They didn't go out and try to find, you know, get the old original house and, and tr- use that. No, they, they just built it from the ground up, which I fucking loved. And I love yeah. that they did it on a soundstage because, I, you know, when I first saw the movie in theaters, I would have never guessed it was built on a soundstage. But they did such a good job, and they were so meticulous to try to match everything to how it looked in the original movies. It was so well done. And, you know, Part 5 did a fucking terrible job with using that fucking gothic mansion. You know, at least Part 6 semi-tried to make get a house that looks similar to the Myers house, but with this one, they just totally went above and beyond. And this is, to their, you know, credit, they went above and beyond to make the house kind of the main starring factor of this movie and yeah. it's it, it was very well done I, I like that how they had the same layout as the original house for the most part and then you know they obviously with it being on a sound stage and whatnot they had some limitations so like the interior uh they had to kind of fake a little bit by having the two different levels and two per- separate parts of the this the sound stage um but it, it it all ultimately worked out i mean it's not like you could really tell Either way, so, but yeah. The, yeah, they did a fucking phenomenal job with that, and that's I, my yeah. favorite thing. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, I I kind of hate that this movie flopped so much, so much because there was reportedly a sequel planned where Josh Harnett would come would come back and rep- reprise his role as John mm-hmm. and seek revenge for for his mother's death. And I kind of think I kind of like the premise of that. <laughs> But because of it flopping at the box office, any hope for a sequel was 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 killed. Yeah, and then it, we wouldn't get the next film wouldn't be till two thousand seven with Rob Zombie's Halloween. Right. Yeah, it's it, it it's 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 kind of a shame just how far off that they went. Because just looking back, because you had the Thorn trilogy. And obviously the quality went down from four to five to six, okay? And, you know, they kind of, in a way, semi-rebooted it with H2O, which actually did very well, you know, and was actually pretty pretty liked by a, a lot of fans and whatnot, even though it, it very much had, like, Scream vibes to it because obviously with, the, um, with Kevin Williamson and whatnot kind of being involved. Um, but it's like... You had the quality of H2O, which was fairly good, and then it just completely drops off with Resurrection, which is very sad because they they started something where it could have brought back Michael Myers and kept the that kind of that continuity going, but because of how poorly Resurrection did, just because of everything, it just it just kind of dashed all those hopes until we got the remake from Zombie. You know, yeah. Yeah, it's a shame. <laughs> uh, I I do respect that they they paid little homages to old films in this throughout, because mm-hmm. like uh, 
uh, one of the, the 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 small things I picked up on was the fact that uh, whenever at the, the opening when you have Lori in the asylum, she has a Raggedy Ann doll in her room. Yep, and she had the a Raggedy Ann doll in her room in Halloween in the original Halloween. Yes, now that was a good call out because that's actually one of the things I had in my kind of little bits of trivia. That one was really cool. Actually, I didn't realize that um, until I went back and watched it, the original Halloween recently. Because I, I had never noticed the doll in in, in the first movie. So that was kind of cool. The other thing that's really cool is the director, Rick Rosenthal, obviously has a, a small part in here as a professor. But the professor's name is Dr. Mixter, which is another callback to Halloween 2 which yep. he directed, which I thought was really cool. And that one I kind of caught on, uh, you know, when I originally saw it because I knew who uh, Rick Rosenthal was. So that one was kind of an easy one to, if if you're in the know and kind of know anything about the Halloween series and and kind of dug into it a, a little bit, that one most people have probably picked up on. So that one was a nice little call out that, that I like too with regards to the movie. Um, what are your thoughts with regards to the mask in this movie? Uh, I hate that you can tell, like, clearly that it is a mask. Because, like, there's parts on it where, like, uh, you'll see Michael, and you can clearly see where the mask cuts off and his actual neck begins. And you can mm-hmm. see part of his eyelids through the eye holes. And in yes. other Halloween films... It almost they make it look so good. It almost seems like it's literally a part of Michael. Mm-hmm. You can't see any actual skin showing. Yeah, that's that's my biggest complaint with the mask. Like the the design of the mask was kind of cool, and it kind of looked a little more evil. But at the same time, yeah, the whole being able to see the eye thing really takes you out of it, and it's like you don't ever see Michael's eyes, you know when he's in the mask in, in the other movies. And it's just kind of sad that because of whether it was the design of the mask or just the size of the dude's head of Brad Laurie's head, I don't know. It, it just, it just didn't look quite right. Just being able to see his eyes. Cause you don't want to see his eyes, you know, cause he's supposed to be kind of that faceless yeah. killer, you know, that yeah, is... he's supposed to be a shape. Mm-hmm. Supposed to be the embodiment of evil, but it's clear as day. It's literally just a guy in a mask. <laughs> yeah. Now, Brad Laurie's uh, portrayal of Michael, I didn't so much mind. Because I know he was a yeah. huge horror fan, and actually Halloween being kind of one of his favorite series, and he was really hoping that they were going to make a sequel so that he could come back to play the you know the character again, which would have been kind of cool. And he would have been in you know small company there with like George P. Wilbur to come back to play... Um, the character more than once because George P. Wilbur at, at the time was really the only other person to come back to play Michael more than once, you know, before um, Tyler Maine and in, in, in the remakes. And then obviously Nick Castle and James Jude Courtney with the new ones. So, but yeah. Crap. I'm not, Mine went blank there for a minute. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> uh, uh, I was going to say, uh, uh, to, to add to what you said about the actor, you know, uh, uh, I wasn't like, just kind of like the massive, that's not a knock on the actor. Uh, I did like how the actor played uh, 
played Michael too. Like he brought more of a ruthless, sadistic, like just badass killing machine aspect to, to Michael. And it's like, especially one of my absolute favorite things is the part where the one guy goes to check on his partner in the laundry room mm-hmm. and Michael just one handed uh, brings himself down from her rafters his with one hand slow as day yep. silent but I'm like wow that's some fucking core strength <laughs> yeah that's some insane core strength but but also it's but also it's, it's kind of like it, it, that seems also hilarious because it's like how the hell did you not see a beheaded body in the floor right like I get it was dark but come on <laughs> like like you heard the laundry thing you go to open it up and you see the head in there and then you trip over the body but you, you got a good point how in the fuck do you not see that body or you know even the trail of blood going from it you know walking into the fucking room that that's one of the things that just, that just didn't make sense with the movie but ultimately it, it's a fucking horror movie I mean, it, it, it's not really supposed to make a whole lot of sense you know but yeah, very the, true. The whole suspending your belief as you're watching it. Yeah, what and kind of, it, it it's just interesting cuz this movie is like number 1, you know, he, he Michael goes after Lori and in the beginning and kills her within the first 15 minutes. And that's understandable whole contract thing and kind of ending that storyline so it can continue on, which Obviously, it didn't continue on past this movie because they fucking yeah. rebooted it. But, you know, we don't really get, like, a, a good picture of, like, exactly where this asylum is that um, Lori's locked up in. Is it in California? Is it in Illinois? We don't really yeah. quite know. But then, obviously, he goes back home, which, I mean, you've killed off your basically almost your entire family other than obviously Josh Hartnett who's not in the fucking movie. So I mean you're just gonna go back home and just chill. <laughs> is that kind of what the the deal is here? Yeah. It, it didn't quite make a whole lot of sense, but again, suspension of belief when you're watching these movies. Oh <laughs> uh, I did appreciate the the that that she learned her lesson from Halloween from H two O where she had to make sure it was Michael which mm-hmm. ultimately got her killed but she still wanted to make sure that it was him. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can respect that. At the same time, the writing's so bad, I'll see you in hell, and kisses yeah. him, and then just gets thrown. <laughs> I mean, uh, there's some interesting choices with fucking lines in this movie. There's some gems, though. I mean, especially trick-or-treat oh, motherfucker. That's the best fucking you know. Ever. And just the fact that Buster Rhyme just kind of stumbles in, and he just kind of looks at Michael's like, trick-or-treat motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I made a joke uh, one night where I was like, "I just need them. I just need someone to make a just make little skits of Busta Rhymes busting in like that on other famous horror icon scenes, like like have the scene in Freddy versus Jason where they're about to square off with the flames everywhere, and have Busta <laughs> Rhymes just 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 come busting in and just say some one liner to them, and they're just kind of looking at him like, "What the fuck?" I like it. <laughs> I fucking like it. That would, that would be hilarious and good. I love it. God, I, I, I don't know, cause like, you know the, I wasn't a big fan of the whole web series format with this. Um, could have it, could have, could have it, or could it have been done better? Probably. Um, at the same time, 
I don't know. It's just kind of one of those things where it's like, I don't know. It's it's just really weird. It, this movie for me is just super weird just because of kind of how they went about it and just how different it is. It's very much polarizing if, if nothing else, you know, and I don't know. It just, it's just one of those things where it's like, I want to hate the movie, but at the same time, there's stuff in it that just makes me laugh. So it makes me kind of like it at the same time. Yeah. There's also like things that are just so dumb that they're absolutely hilarious. Just the fact that, uh, uh, Buster Rhymes character literally, uh, dresses up as Michael runs into the actual Michael gives him orders and he follows them. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't just immediately kill him. <laughs> like he literally goes and goes to the basement where he said he was other, uh, other people were. <laughs> oh, that's true. Cause he, he told basically told Michael where Tyra Banks was at in the garage. And yeah. so I guess that was basically like a free kill. He's like, yeah. Oh, but I never thought to check there. <laughs> Yeah, but Michael's just like, you know, he could have killed him, and he just kind of just kind of like, okay, yeah, I'm just going to let this guy boss me around. <laughs> <laughs> After just, like, tapping him on the head like he's yeah. fucking stupid. <laughs> oh, my God. It's just one of those things with that movie. It's like, what the fuck were they thinking with doing this? I know they're trying to go for a little comedy relief, but at the same time, this is fucking Michael Myers, who's... Anybody else would have done that in any of the other movies. They would have fucking died right then and there, but basically treated Michael like a bitch, and he just complied. Yeah. Well, uh, one of my favorite things, one of my favorite scenes in this entire movie is uh, I love uh, Harold, the guy in the asylum who recites, who knows all of the famous killers. Yes. Their birthdays and how many people they killed. That amazing moment where... He's just kind of looking down, and all of a sudden, you just see like a shadow. You see Michael come walking by, and, and he just repeats it. He goes, to, "He's like Michael Myers, born October nineteenth, nineteen fifty-seven. And he just he, he just recounts his entire history while the Halloween theme plays. That was just fucking amazing. I did like that a lot. Now that was one of the things that I loved when I first saw it in the theaters and whatnot. And I'm like, oh, this movie's going to be fucking great. I'm loving this already. Boy, was I <laughs> for a big surprise. But oh, stuff yeah. like that was 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 really well done. Um, I, I mean, you should have known you were in for a big surprise anyway with the way that, that they did this because the way H2 ended, we're like, okay, how the hell are they going to bring back Michael Myers? They're like, yeah. really? That's what they're going with? She well, cut the, another guy's head off that wasn't Michael? Yeah. What? <laughs> and, and, and it's even worse when you find out that uh, – that was the plan all along, even while they were making H2O, is that that's what they were going to go with to do the next movie. So they had already had that all planned out while they were fucking making the H2O, and that just makes it worse. <laughs> oh, yeah, 100%. Like, they could have come up with a way better way to kill him but bring him back. Yeah. One of the other things that I thought was interesting is that, you know, you've got your main girl with Sarah and uh, the, the, the actor, Bianca Kalick, uh can't actually even scream. They had to dub her scream in post-production. Oh, wow. And I'm like, why would you get somebody that is primary function is to scream most of the movie, but you hire somebody that can't actually scream, you know? Yeah. I mean, I thought she did a wonderful job in, in the role and everything. Um, but at the same time, she, if you can't scream, why are you doing this part? <laughs> you know? 
It, it, it just doesn't make sense. It really doesn't. It really, really doesn't. Fuck a lot of things in this film. Right. <laughs> that's that's for sure. Like, uh, I want to know, what was this technology they had where the whole typing, they can see what you're typing, though, at the same time? I was like, what? <laughs> I mean, I've, I've never had a Palm Pilot, so I don't know yeah. how they exactly work, but I, I, don't, I don't think it would have probably worked like that. Yeah, yeah, I was like, I don't think that works like that. I don't know. I could be wrong. I mean, I just, people may listen, maybe like, oh, this guy's a fucking idiot. Uh, there's clearly things like this that work, but I was like, that, that seems a little advanced. These guys don't know what the fuck they're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it very well could have worked like that. I, I just don't foresee it working like that. I, I would imagine it works more like an actual text message. So, yeah. But I could be wrong. I could very much be wrong. But, yeah, so I thought that was interesting that she can't actually scream. Um, and, yeah, I mean, this this movie... Like, uh, just going back to the Jamie Lee Curtis thing about how she basically had to do the movie, because she did an interview in, like, 2015 um, with somebody and basically said that this this film was a complete joke and the only reason she did it was because she had to. So, but, which is funny, because if you watch, like, the, the old DVD release or even, like, the one from Scream Factory um, in the box set, like you have like the behind the scenes stuff where she's doing interviews and she's talking about how it's such a great movie and it's such a great story. And basically she basically had to do that, which I thought was fucking hilarious. It was totally a one eighty. Yeah. I was reading that apparently, uh, during, uh, several endings were written during production because the, they weren't sure how to actually, how they actually wanted to end it. And Mm -hmm. apparently, they pitched to have four different endings filmed and and ship to different uh, ship a different ending to each theater. Mm-hmm. But then apparently uh, the studio disagreed. And but but you can see the endings on the DVD and Blu-ray. Yep. What? Yeah. So going along with that, what out of the four different endings because they are av- av- available on on the different releases? What's your favorite one that you've seen? Uh, I don't think I've. I don't think I've seen any of the you any haven't other, any other ones. I don't think I have. Okay, well, I'll I'll just kind of break down what they are. So, in okay. one of the endings, um, you have Deckard actually breaking into Saber instead of uh, Buster Rhymes. So, uh, Michael's in the fucking wires and everything, and then uh, he breaks down the door, gets the shit off of her, and carries her out while Michael starts burning to death. Okay, so that's one ending. Obviously, we have the theatrical ending that happened. Um, another ending is crime scene investigators show up, you know, after the house is burnt down and things have started quieting down, and they're just kind of sifting through everything, and they look uh, where the the garage was, uh, you know, where the um, the entrance to the sewer was. Yeah. And a lady's looking down there, and she's got a necklace hanging down. And Michael, as a jump scare, jumps out, grabs her by the necklace, and pulls her down into the sewer. All right? Mm. And then the other one, uh, the last one they have, is it goes off to where Buster Rhymes and and Sarah are sitting there, and they want to see Michael's face. Yeah. Okay? So they open up the body bag, and you see more of Michael's face and, and everything than what they show in the movie. Um, kind of like what they show in the morgue at the very end of the yeah. theatrical uh, one. 
Um, so they're sitting there staring at him, and then all of a sudden Michael reaches up and grabs Busta by the throat and starts choking him, and then Sarah grabs an axe and puts it right in the middle of his fucking head. <laughs> oh, wow. Which is my favorite ending, by the way. Yeah. Uh, I mean, just to continue this series, I think the one with the sewers make the most sense. Mm-hmm. As a way, it's a way to know that he's still alive, but, you know, they didn't do anything overly uh, too powerful that would people would be like, no, he fucking died. There's no way he's alive. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Unfortunately, that's not what happened, though. It would have been great if if they could have found a way to kind of continue it after that. But at the same time, you know, what we've just gotten a a direct-to-home video, you know, Halloween movie after that, so... I heard that apparently on uh, one of the box covers, uh, they have a uh, a short hair, uh, a, a short hair Jamie Lynn Curtis on the box cover, even though she has long hair in the movie. Yep, basically they just reuse the same image that they use for Halloween H two for for it. So wow, it's it's kind of one of those. Oh, we don't got a new picture of her. Let's just let's just use this one instead. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know how true it is, but apparently. Uh, one of the trivia things is that John Carpenter has stated that the movie made him cringe. I I heard that too, and I wouldn't doubt it. I wouldn't, yeah. But then again, I I don't think John Carpenter's probably even seen it. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's, it's, he's probably there's no way. But he probably heard about it, and that's probably was like, eh, that's kind of cringy, kind of thing. But yeah, I I, I had heard that too, and I'm I I could I could foresee it because this is not. This is not going to be a movie for everybody. There's so many people that hate this movie. And I I used to be one of those. uh, Now it's just kind of like I can watch it, and especially after watching it this time because it's been about, you know, 10 years since I last watched it, which that previous time I fucking hated the movie. But now I'm just kind of like, okay, I could probably watch this and have fun with it. Uh, And But it's not one I'm going to rewatch all the time or even yearly in my, you know, Halloween rotation that I normally do for, for the movies. So it's just kind of like it's there and it happened and it's kind of a train wreck, but it's kind of fun to watch sometimes, especially if you watch it in a group, I I bet you that would be a lot of fun. Oh yeah. Yeah. This would be a fun watch as a, with a group, especially during like a Halloween marathon or something. Yep. For sure. Um, any kind of final thoughts that you had regarding the movie? Uh, I didn't, I didn't hate it as much as uh, I figured I would. Like I, I, like I always like trash this film, but you know when I went back and watched it, you know it was it was fun. It, it wasn't good by any means, but you know I, I liked it a lot more than I did, and I found more stuff I appreciated about it. Right. Uh, I can, I'm right there with you, um, with regards to that. So if you were to rate this movie out of five, what would you give it for a rating? Ooh, out of five. Uh, uh, maybe, maybe a solid two. Okay. Yeah, I know for myself, um, I would probably give, give it one and a half out of five. Um, 
definitely the strong points with this movie are the Myers house for sure. Um, Brad Laurie's portrayal of Michael Myers was pretty strong as well. Uh, minus the kind of fuck up with like the mask and showing his eyes and shit, but that's more of a creative direction. That's not really on him. And then uh, the actually the Halloween score. The Halloween score with this was my favorite up until the release of 2018. So I I absolutely love what they did with the music in this movie. So yeah, um, the score is amazing. It's it's really really well done. It's kind of the closest thing to the original, you know, and uh, at the time, and so that that's why I really liked it because it very much reminded me of the original score. And kind of the creepiness of it. So um, those are the reasons why I would uh, rate it a little bit higher. If it didn't have those kind of things, it would probably be a half a point or or one out of five. Just because the movie is not good. It's really not good. It might be fun. It's it's just not good at all, you know. But with that being said, um, I would also love to know what you guys think that are listening. You can feel free to reach out through our social media. We're on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, all at CLS Podcast. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed the the show, and I, I do want to thank you, Kyle, for being on tonight and uh, being a part of this discussion. It was It's always fun just talking movies with you. Of course. I appreciate it. And uh, with that being said, uh, next week, join us as we start our Descent into Rob Zombie's remakes uh, for the Halloween series. So we're starting off with 2007's Halloween, and then the following week will be uh, Rob Zombie's H2 from 2009. So that'll be interesting to talk about. Uh, I will be joined by Lane from The Lane Shift and Rod from Murder Moose Podcast to discuss those. But with that being said, uh, once again, thank you for checking out this week's episode. We'll continue this next week for the Halloween retrospective series. I hope you have a great week. We'll see you. This episode of the Crystal Lake Soldiers podcast is brought to you by the Slash and Cast Podcast Network. Check us out at www.clspodcast.com or join in the conversation on social media. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram all at CLS Podcast. Until next time, stay safe, campers. <laughs> <laughs>